Welcome, everybody, to the two-man power trip, the black man's thought and the nerd lifestyle. I'm Nicholas, Mr. Go With The Flow. And I'm the man with the plan, Maurice. And we're back with another edition of the Blur By Nature podcast. What's up? What is up, bro? What's good? How you doing? I know you on the set. Repeat, you about to be in... Good flow. So let's let me start this vibe guys section with your story in mind because you about to be on Easy Street real quick. Oh yeah. So my last day of work for the year is Friday. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to bang it out the rest of this week. Today's Bless. Thursday, so I got one more day to go. The boy they, they have not been making it easy for me. I've been hearing, so like, let me know what's going on. Monday, the bullshit. Mm. They want to do stupid things and not do what they're supposed to. Continually, like we spoke of last yeah. time. And then Amazon and their Amazon web services are not helping the situation because they keep yeah, going heard, down. Yeah, I heard, the problems. A, I heard Amazon had some crash or some situation that happened. Yeah, they had an outage yesterday, mm-hmm. which messed up our verification systems. Jeez. Active Directory is inside of AWS, so we can authenticate to certain systems. Mm-hmm. It didn't last long, but it was a pain in the ass. Damn. And just between that and just the regular shenanigans of the day-to-day work, yeah, I'm ready for Friday coming. Go. Oh, I super agree. And at least it's like a half day. So once you get in it, it's like you can count that time and then you, you see freedom at the end of the door. I am counting down to 12 o'clock. Yeah, I have set my out of offices. I have set my calendars. Don't talk to me. I'm not here. I've had a notification in my email since last month saying, listen, I ain't going to be here after 20. Don't look for me. There you go. Shit, let them know. I mean, if they're going to make it a struggle to get to this point, then at least when your freedom is come, your freedom is coming, you're ready to go. So at this point, everybody should know I will not be here. Good, good. I mean, you put a stamp on it and you're good. Uh, don't call me. Don't text me. Don't beat me if you want to reach me. Like, nah, it's it's nothing, nothing with that. And I'm gonna throw this out here. People out in the universe, me and a homie trying to go see the Spider Man movie on Tuesday. So we're gonna need y'all to shut up until Tuesday. Oh boy, I, man. Throw it out there. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's Dodge City. It's, it's, it's been Dodge City since. I mean, we got, we got friends who've seen it early. And now we got the premiere tonight, and it's just it's gonna be a minefield till Tuesday, but it's gonna be interesting. Might have to go dark till Tuesday. Probably. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it, what we could do with that. But damn, man. I mean, look at the struggles it's been building to this week. But I, at least it's worth the glory. So you'll be on. So how long till you return back? How long you got off? I come back the fourth. All right. So January. there you go. A nice, a nice little chunk, which you deserve, man. You if they're gonna put you through hell and high water, I mean, when the time off you getting when you return shit it's well needed yeah man for real for real for real for real facts man facts on my end of the stick i just came back from vacation my vacation for the year so yeah i'm working straight through to whenever next vacation pop up So I just came back from the birthday adventures and stuff like that. Uh, the ending part was pretty nice. The last time we recorded was last Thursday when, well, when we was both in Zubat mode. Oh, yeah, yeah. We was lit. Blurred by drinks that night. Mm-hmm. So so we had that vibes. But um, since then, Friday, me and Kenya went out to the movies uh, at the Alamo. That was a nice throwback to one of the old schools, how I used to work back in IPIC, uh, Alamo, out in the city, mad uh, secret 
creative they try to put that place but that, mm-hmm. that that spot's pretty nice it's it's nice to have all the things going down they got good food and everything so shout outs to them from that point saturday uh we finally found that sonic that was eluding uh, us the whole week and eventually it just got up so we met up with you and we was chilling in the house of glory house of glory was great uh all the vibes going down you me and kenya was chilling there it was good stuff and then mm-hmm. um and then sunday was the was one of the big times where uh homies from back in the day came through and we was all chilling and stuff like that that was a good time everybody saw the, the picture in the video and i got mad messages and stuff like that what the hell is that <laughs> yeah man so i mean that pizza time was good shout outs to my um old roommate steven who put me on to this place in the first place so i found that out and that was super good so i was sunday to you since uh pulled up uh, latest in that oh no sunday was good we chatted up we talked about anime mm-hmm. uh and other things like that and it was just cool chat with everybody honestly. yeah man my friendship worlds have come together so you've met the college homies like i said before the conversations is nice news couple bros missing but still man the the savage squad still lives really well oh yeah between that the blue moves we were chat by the time you got there we was all good we was just chatting oh, no, up, and then we got that nice long wonderful mixture of pizza yeah that's what's up that was a good time that was well worth uh, a room building and all that traveling and all shit. But yeah, it was it was a good time. Uh, Sunday was good. Um, Monday and Tuesday was straight relaxing and recover from all the adventures the week prior. And then Wednesday, I was back into the fold of all the mess and the BS and everything. And people are having their vacation back and forth. So we're all just kind of in survival mode and stuff like that. Uh, I came back into the hella high water of trying to get people. Like I had stuff that I had to leave behind because I'm doing like 50 other stuff and I'm trying to finish mm-hmm. stuff. I came back straight to the fire where people was complaining, making a mess and, and arguing and X, Y, Z. So I had to try and send stuff up send stuff out as quick as possible because I'm trying to recover on all the stuff that's been held from before. And I'm still trying to like help every other section and keep everything afloat. Today was weird because as I was bringing up the money for finance, there was another person like following me trying to get some information and shit like that. Shit was weird, yo. Between that and my supervisor almost getting uh, attacked, like literally five minutes after I left on Wednesday, really? I was hearing wow. a story about, um, because it was like late, in the hours after registration time and somebody wanted to register their child with no birth certificate. So all I'm hearing is uh, the person threw papers back in my supervisor's face and threatened them with brass knucks and shit. Like, I'm like, what is going on? Wait, wait, hold, hold mm-hmm. up. First, you don't got no birth certificate. How yeah, are you supposed you to register? register your child with no birth certificate, obviously. Like, at that point, we don't even know if you were, the, you were a citizen of the country. Exactly. Or you were the actual guardian. Yeah, we don't know who you are. Exactly. So I don't know that people try to argue, especially when it's after hours. Hours and the thing is closed, but then it's still like by the time I dip, I heard like five minutes later this happened, and everybody was called from supervisors, COOs, uh, CEOs. Everybody was trying to block off everything that was going down. I was like, "The hell is going on?" After I heard, I had to text my supervisor. My supervisor came in for like probably about ten minutes to talk of some other stuff. I had to check if she was all right because I was like, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah, definitely a situation where you probably had to pull back up. Like, yeah, what's going on over here? Because yeah, I don't understand. This is the reeks of that time where people got fired and I left and like within the next 
five to 30 minutes after I dip, all hell starts to ring loose, which is hella weird. I was like, what? Yeah, so I guess people don't be coming at the last minute and not even come correct. That's what I'm saying. Especially come misdirect with weaponry. Like, what the hell? How are you going to get help then? How do you think any of this is going to help? You come attacking, do you think you're going to come back another time? You think you're going to get anything? You think you're not going to get blackballed for trying to attack somebody? Exactly. I'm like, what makes you think you're going to get help bringing out Brett? Man, listen, you lucky I... That's what I'm saying, man. So I, I was uh, checking up on that. But yeah, these days have already been on this weird shit. So tomorrow's a new day right before the weekend. And then that's the last Friday till the new year. So at least uh, looking forward is the four-day week for the next two weeks. So at least nice. that. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice indeed. Yep, yep. So that's the situation back to work in five guys. All right. So you want to switch over to shout outs? Yeah, let's go ahead. All right. Shout outs, shout outs. Shout outs to the peoples. All right. First and foremost, uh, my beloved girlfriend, the Captain Kenya, uh, Black Ramen Podcast is always a group out there, Sentai Fountain of Knowledge, all respect, Job Tears Podcast, putting out the love. We, we shared out um, episode five, we got mad feedback and stuff like that, and people are they're sharing and and loving that episode so shout out to everybody this has own talk because that'll be fixing up the equipment your sports show true heat heat uh two and a half bros gray space it's relational even the nine thousand, we see y'all out here doing it fam and dkc still working on the stuff savage squad specifically after sunday and andrew <laughs> specifically for this shirt today provided going along with the review that we got coming up a uh, special supporter shout out to chef q uh, with Janae, Nate, Kareem, Josh, Ryan, Lord69, uh, Andre, and many others. Uh, go ahead with your uh, shout-out section. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm a shout-out to my homie, Mike, as always. Mm-hmm. The homie, Bad Guy Jack. Bad Guy Adam. Jack. Yeah, after I met him on Saturday. Shout-outs to him. He's showing big love. Yeah, shout out to him and the squad over at Unpopular Review. Respect. Much respect to them. My coworkers who listen to who I'm not talking about typically in these reviews of our <laughs> live guy sessions. <laughs> Y'all the good ones. And just everybody that's been rocking with us so far. Yeah, man. We always appreciate the support. Every comment, every like, every reshare, every everything that y'all show out there. Y'all show love, and we appreciate it so much. And yeah, I'm so happy y'all enjoying the, the conversations and stuff like that. And you know, you know Mama Duke's out here listening to uh, every episode that drop officially. So you already know. <laughs> Yeah, she needs her podcast, Phil. It's always wonderful to hear. I love hearing that. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. All right. So uh, out of the shout-out section, we dip into our off-the-cuff section of the week. Uh, so off the cuff for this week, we're going to talk about making decisions for yourself that don't seem beneficial for others per se, like making a decision to really better yourself that people might not agree with, but it, it's a good decision for yourself. So you want to talk on that? Oh yeah, we can definitely touch on this. I've gone through this a couple of times, pretty much in the last year. You mean, sometimes you got to do what's right for you. Yep. And that may not always work out to what other people want to do. And for me, that's fine. Like I said, my thing is take care of yourself because sometimes you get lost in doing so much and you forget to rock with you and improve you and to maintain and better you so sometimes you need to fall back and address you yeah 
And like I said, in terms of in terms of that decision not being what's best for other people, if the people rock with you legit, they'll be all right. Oh yeah. That's an easy way to weed out the real from the fake. Yeah, I agree. Just working off the back of that is just you always gotta um see yourself as first because you really got to work on self because you can't really handle anything else until the house is good, until you are good. So if you got to make decisions to better yourself, that's not on the benefits of others. If you're like people pleasing all the time and you really got to stop it for your own benefits and your own good, or you're working towards something that not everybody's agreeing with or really rocking with, but it's a dream of yours. You got to do stuff for you. You you got this life to live and it's the only person who's really going to look out for you like that is you. So you got to take care of yourself and make those kinds of decisions. And like you said, if they're rocking with you, they'll be along the way. So just continue on that path. And if they're your people's, they'll see you on on the congratulations side or they'll pick you up when things are down but just you got to make decisions for yourself yeah if people rock with you they will understand because sometimes they need to step back and sometimes you just need the support exactly so sometimes they just got to be along for the ride and, and either see or whenever you pop up with the goods uh like celebrate the good times when it's allowed i mean like or help whenever needed i mean it's right there that's that's when you know you they're your people like you said and i'm just gonna say this from my personality type mm-hmm. do not feel bad about taking care of you facts facts and that that's definitely a message for the both of us because we sometimes you be putting people ahead and it's it's really i mean not to say that it won't hurt per se sometimes but i mean it's an allowed kind of thing you got to help yourself yeah so it's okay to take care of yourself it's okay to put yourself first at times sometimes it's important yeah so for me my personality type like i will help everybody and sometimes i will forget hey you need to take care of you too yeah definitely so that closes on off the cuff for us uh going into our small subsection discussion all right so we got uh small reboot news on my side i sent you the information on this but netflix back at it again so they're doing a live action mega man thoughts why they just i, I don't know their, their money Who? budget there's got to be like a subsection where it's not just about like drama tv all this other stuff there's got to be a subsection for literally live action because they're spending a shit ton of money just to see this shit bomb i get the appeal and i get the audience that wants the live action but who is asking for Mega Man? who's asking for a lot of these live actions i know you're talking about this audience out of there but it's got to be like a small subsection that want this over the general like if they announced uh, an animated version of the X series that we got in video games, wouldn't you want that more than a live action? Yeah. So Exactly. So I'm like, this has got to be a small, small subscription. Like, Mega Man is one of those shows that have a lot of technology and stuff like that. Do you really need to see that like live action instead of animated? <laughs> you cater to all of the audience, but these live action, it just seems like these are just straight money grabs. Yeah. Like, it seems like you're out of ideas. That's why we put them in reboot news because it's right there with reboots. When you do all the reboots and you come in here, even when you have heart, I feel like it's even harder when it comes to like live action and stuff. Yeah. Like, you can come at it with heart and you can come at it with all the ideas, but. There could be millions of factors that go into your downfall, and then you just have that content out there and just like, what you going to do with it? 
this looks to be a situation of quantity over quality. Yeah. And I think it's probably due to so many streaming services now just popping up. Content, yeah. And content being kept on specific platforms. Yeah. And it looks like Netflix, for some reason, is trying to be the home of live action because they they just keep bumping out and keep hitting us with more news about live action stuff. And I'm like, why? Y'all feel like one live action thing fails and y'all go start up something else. It's like, just be careful with all that, man. What we're going to talk about later, I, I, it had heart in, the, in a certain direction. And you see how that went. And I don't think it's even just the live action specifically. I think they're really focused on original content. Yeah. Something that they can have, I guess, to say that this is theirs mm-hmm. as opposed to relying on. Yeah. Like Netflix branded X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I get it. But there's definitely an argument to say they could have gone different with this as well. Oh, yeah. From my from the consumer perspective, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> So that's kind of something, but we'll follow up as uh, more news come about on this. Uh, just side note, you notice how we haven't heard any more. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to bring it up, but watch. Uh, you notice how we haven't heard any more news about that Powerpuff Girl thing? I'm hoping Triple H got to it with his shovel. And just, <laughs> just, just, just put dirt on it. Put yeah, the dirt on it. Put the dirt on it. Uh, now that it's in the zeitgeist, we'll see click, if click, click. we'll see if it's there to delete or if it's finally ready to pop back up. All right, so don't do, you do have it, any... CW. Don't do it. Oh, please. No. Oh, shit. You just reminded me too. Did you see that they announced that they're gonna do the Gotham Knights on CW? I did not see that, Bruh, son. I think that's already low key a mistake because y'all they were they're doing good with like Doom Patrol and Titans on HBO Max. If they give it to CW, I don't know, man. I don't know. Gotham Knights on CW. I don't know. They they already having their own flow issue with too many superheroes on CW, and they all make them into weird uh, subsections thought, of musicals in X, Y, and Z. But I thought DC was taking their stuff back. It's a fight. It's a fight because you got some stuff on CW, and then you got some stuff on HBO Max, and sometimes they be crossing. But if it's on HBO Max, I always think of it as like better promoted, uh, better money. Better all this around like mature content. You can do a lot of stuff on streaming. And then if you get put on CW, you get put on in a latch hold and episodes get stretched out way longer than they need to be and all this other stuff. It's like it's it's a problem. Cool. All right, cool. So I guess we'll see how further that goes on with as uh news come out on that. Do you have any more reboot news? No more reboot news this week. All right, going into stock news now. I just wanted to spend some time to say NFTs is going wild everywhere i don't know i i keep hearing news about nfts every single day i don't know like at first it was like a subsection of stock that just kept down and then it just blew up everybody got an nft or somebody getting in the nft or something like that and i just watched a uh a south park special where they made fun of nfts on top of it so it's just it just adds to everything and even south park made fun of it to the point that it sounded like a a pyramid scheme like nobody's nobody's um, making money off of NFTs, they're getting people to uh, sign up so they can sell NFTs in a sense, like like a pyramid scheme. They make money off of other people who's who's uh, who's selling NFTs. It's just it's it's a it's a whole bunch of process, but it's just it's back and forth. And they, and what I sent you earlier about the crazy frog on Twitter going off about NFTs, like I don't like what the hell is going on. Like I get digital goods and digital items of that nature like crypto i get because that's kind of already been established due to how we function with our paper money yeah so that i kind of get that's basically just digital paper money i get 
how that correlates to having a value. These NFTs, I don't understand this. Nah, man, I was I was thinking about it for like a high minute, but then you, people people snatching up and right clicking and shit like left, right, and center is too funny to see. Unlike crypto, they're not really finite. Maybe somebody correct me on that, but mine yeah. seems that they're not finite. I can literally just do a copy and paste if I get a hold of them. Yeah. And then what? Mm. I don't understand this. That's kind of the situation. That's what everybody makes jokes about. So me placing value on that and going crazy over that, nah, I miss me with that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was the discussion once about talking about um, uh, invisible art. Like if you'd pay this this amount of money, and I'm pretty sure there's been news reports about it, where people pay for just that singular art that they own or an invisible piece of art that you got to go through a medium to see it or or some kind of thing where they pay like a high price and, and it's not really like anything that you wouldn't per se see, but they know they have it in their possession and you're like, you're just sitting there and you're like, yeah, I'm confused with this concept. I guess those are people with levels of money that <laughs> I ain't going to see no time soon. Nah, nah, not me neither. So yeah, let that's, me get, that's, that's the goal. Let me get yeah. to a level of money where I can just Bullshit. drop it on some invisible artwork. That's yeah. where I'm trying to be. Flex, big flex. And then just, just feel stupid in your long hole, but just be like, ah, I'm, I'm balling, so fuck it. I want to be able to drop the, the the buckets on the invisible art and not the care. The buckets, the racks, the ducats, the, the, the coins, all, all that. that shit. Yeah. So get all up on that. All right. So that closes the book on stock. Unless, do you have any more stock news? No, sir. All right. Let's switch over. It's time for the main event. The main event segment, third segment of the night. Uh, we are into a Shadakurosake retrospective today. We will be discussing Cowboy Bebop episode one of the live action and anime. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right. You know, as usual, I got my history and my fast facts. So we're going to dip into that real quick. Um, writer. Yeah, I'm going to butcher this name. Mm-hmm. Nobumata um, Keiko. Uh this writer was a um, long time, long-term writer with the director Watanabe on uh, writing for Cowboy Bebop. He had just recently passed away, so that was what what a week going down with this Cowboy Bebop stuff. Shoutouts again to the shirt by Andrew for today. Uh, Netflix has officially canceled this live action after you know one season. And what is it? It's, it was only like three weeks, or about a month. So this thing like dropped, and we got the announcement. I heard the um, uh, the real reason that it got canceled was due to um, re- pretty much return on investment. They poured so much money in there, and they saw viewers drop since like the first week, and just the discourse and and all the bad views about it and X, Y, and Z. So they decided to just not go with it. That's really what knocked out uh the anime side on the notes i have it's called um a japan neo noir science fiction uh watanabe who's famous for his take on the west in anime uh built in 2071 timeline the famous voice actor is under steve bloom spike spiegel 26 episodes run on adult swim in animax from october 1998 to april 1999 uh under sunrise studios and funimation uh if we're talking live action for netflix uh that one started november 2021 uh netflix filming from new zealand with tomorrow studios the show was put together with famed actor like john cho and mustafa shakir um 
basically the outline plot of this show bounty hunters with the past try to change their lives around by just doing regular work picking up bad guys as a storyline connects on their past and we find more about them as crew grows and everything just goes over time and that kind of uh, follows the flow of both the anime and the netflix version so that's my fast facts you got any information on you before we get into the review of the anime portion no, you naturally covered everything. All right. So you ready to step into episode one, Asteroid Blues? Yes, sir. So here we go. So All right. Boom. Right from the jump, we get our first intro to Spike. Yep. He's posted up smoking a cigarette. He then he drops the cigarette. He starts to walk off and we see him holding a bouquet of flowers. Yeah, in the midst of all this, we hear church bells ringing throughout. Yep, and it's raining, so one of the flowers drops to Rose, and then we get a scene of a shootout yep. of some sort. There's guns blazing. Yep. Looks like it's, everything's looks like it's, going down. Yep, it looks like it's involving Spike, but the next thing we get is the intro. We all see a straight-up execution-style shit that's going down with the gun. But like mm-hmm. you said, after that, after that Rose hit the floor, uh, we get that opening, we get that classic banger. The visuals and the music all come together. Yep, and it's a bop. It's good. Let's go three, two, one. Let's hit it. Like, yo, it's iconic to anybody who's at an anime, uh, who's been to anime and just gone through that musical element. And tell me, I mean, you know very well, once that hit on in the club, you know it's going off. Oh, yeah. It's go time. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So the opening's already iconic. You already know what it is. And then right after that, we got the title of the episode shows. Yep. And then back to the show, we see space. Yep. And the harmonica harmonica and the music is already going off. So if you down with this anime, you know that the jazz music and everything starts going off straight from jump. So we in the space and the harmonica is going off. So if you had any doubts, this was sci-fi. This one told you right here. Oh, big time. So what we see next is we see the ship. Yeah. And then on the ship, we see two men. Uh-huh. One of them is Spike. He's training. Yep. And the, going full. yep. and the other one is cooking. So here we get our first intro to Jet Black. Yep. So Jet tells Spike that dinner is ready. Yeah. Spike asks him what's cooking. And Jet tells him special beef with bell peppers. Yeah, you got that bell pepper and beef ready today. So next day we eclipse to the side of the ship, and the ship itself is named Bebop. Mm-hmm. Guess that's all that mystery. Yep. So there you go. So title, you know what it's about, where we at, and we ready to go. So at this point, him and Jet are together, and Jet is just finishing up the food. Doing some whatever he's doing to him. He already gave Spike some. And so what they're doing now is they're talking about their next bounty. Yeah, they're looking for somebody named Asimov Solison, uh, a member of the syndicate that uh, went AWOL. Yeah, so Jet is trying to give Spike the fall one. And Spike interrupts him. Yep. And Spike tells him that there's no beef in the food. No beef with the bell pepper, man. What's going on? How you going to offer me bell pepper and beef? No beef, bro. What's going down? And Spike is like, since there's no beef here, you shouldn't call it bell peppers and beef. Exactly. False advertisement, man. I'm hungry. And Jet comes back and he's like, yes, I would. And Spike comes back and he's like, well, it's not. Shit. He's trying to ask where the beef on some Wendy shit. And Jet comes back and says, it is when you're broke. Uh... He said, we got money, though. Spike is like, what happened to the million we just got off the last bounty? And boy, so Jet... He literally read him the receipts. Yep. So Jet says, the repair bill for the cruiser you wrecked, the shop you trashed, and the medical bills from the cop you injured. Killed all the dough. Spike was like, ah, I get it. I eat it. So Jet then continues on 
with his info on Mr. Solomon. And yep. he tells him, like, he, he's saying that three days ago, there was a shootout between his group and a rival syndicate. Jet says he killed his own men shit. and took off. He dipped. Straight whole ass. I heard that. This dude don't sound like he's shit. Nah, not at all. He killed his own men and, and dipped. He sounds like he living himself for himself. <laughs> so Jet says, last word is that he's somewhere in Tijuana with some woman. And he tells Spike that the bounty on him is two point five million. Now at this point, when you hear Tijuana, you're curious. Are you like you're trying to figure out is this Earth Tijuana or are we talking about space Tijuana? Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, now nah, wait. Hopefully they tell us because they out in space. I'm like, oh, so y'all just gonna head back to Earth? Is this shit going down in Earth or like we got Mars Tijuana or some shit? So at this point, we see the ship coming out of a portal. Yeah, and then so Spike takes a smaller ship and he goes down. And at that point, we are shown glimpses of the town. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely on Earth because this looks like the stereotypical south of the border village. Pretty much. So then we're in the bar and we see some older dudes. And they're talking, talking about, ah, we ain't got no work, blah, 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 blah. And who walks into the bar? Mr. Solomon. Yeah. That lady. And she looks to be pregnant. Yeah. So they roll up to the bar. So, and they ask the bartender for a beer and a Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. The bartender says he has vodka, but he don't got no tomato juice. So Solomon flashes a vial at him, and the bartender says he'll go in the back and check. Yeah, so whatever's going down in that, we we about to make a transaction. So outside, we get a car pulled up, and dudes roll out in the car, guns ready to go. Yup. And in the back, old Solomon is making a deal with the bartender. So the bartender's like, listen, he needs proof that this is Yeah, this is stuff legit, legit stuff. So, I mean, Asimov is already breaking the first rule, don't get high on your own product. But he get, mm-hmm. I guess he got it tested on himself. So he used that for, for to show off potency. And what a perfect time for people to show up, huh? Oh, yeah, because dumb dudes, they came in, guns blazing, shooting up everything. And Mr. Solomon proceeds to take them all out. Oh, big time. And not just a regular fashion. Easy. This red eye got you not only seeing red, but just ultraviolet. He attacked and just slaughtered the guys. I hear flashed up and in all kinds of stuff. I don't know what's going on here. Wow. And I'm just like, damn. Yeah, big tweaking. This is this is is legit the the representation of getting high in your own supply because homie was ultra tweaking. Yep. And so the next scene we see Spike with a pipe. Yep. That's a smoke smoke. (laughs) So he's there with an older Native American gentleman. Mm-hmm. And he's telling him that something about he'll see a red-eyed coyote mm. on the north side of town. So I think we have an idea of who that might be. Yep. And he also tells him he'll be the woman and he'll be hunted by that woman and then death. Death. Yeah. Which Spike was like, I ain't been there than that. So interesting words from our friend here, Mr. Native American. Hmm. Yeah, it falls up to what we saw, mm-hmm. ideally probably what we saw earlier in, in whatever scene was going down with, with what looks to be his past. So the next thing we see is we see Jet at that same bar that Sol- Solomon was at earlier. Yeah, homie want to get some drinks. So he see everything destroyed. He look up over the bar. He's like, ooh, a drink. Let me drink this. Facts. Shit, get the opportunity. I mean, the funds are low, so... So grab what you can. And so he hears somebody coming, so he hops behind the bar. And these are Solomon's peoples. Mm-hmm. And so they're talking about, like, you know, we need to find him for the cops, dude, blah, 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 blah. Send the kid folk. Yep, they're like, yo, if he got that rest of him, he can't do himself. So at this point, Jet pops from behind the bar, hits mm-hmm. one of the guys with the bottle, and yokes the other guy up to get information from him. Shit. So, I mean, Jet Jet back to uh, Lethal Smoke. And so next we see Spike in the ship. Spike is hangry. Yeah. And so is the ship because it's flashing low fuel. Oh, yeah. So so we got to fix all of that. So next we see is we see Spike heading into the bathroom into one of the mm-hmm. stalls. 
Mm-hmm. And who pulls up next? Asimov. Right in it. And then we get a glimpse of the woman in another area shopping for, for supplies. Yeah. So in the midst of that, we got that tension starting to build around now that Spike and Asimov is in the same bathroom. Yep. So at this point, Spike comes out of the stall and Solomon goes for his gun. Yep. And so Spike washes his hands and he tells him it's better to leave the water running and then he leaves. So Solomon sighs in relief. Yeah, that he don't got to smoke another person. <laughs> right? So now outside, Spike bumps into the woman. Yes. So she drops some stuff on the floor and, you know, Spike is helping her pick some stuff up. What the hell happened next was funny because he, he helped her up with all her stuff, except for like this one hot dog that he specifically had hidden in his mouth. Now, he definitely hangry. Son had a whole glizzy in his mouth. Facts. And it was like in a certain direction, his mouth made it look like a weird smile. And then after she kind of alluded to ask for it back, my son just really took it out of his mouth and tried to give it back to her. And she was like, no, what the fuck? And not only did he have that, son had his whole jacket stuffed with candy and stuff. Son was really trying to get her. I was like, hey, help don't come for free. Damn. So at this point, Solomon does see them when he's coming out the bathroom, but he, he doesn't approach. So next we see Spike and the woman. They're chatting up while Spike is fueling his ship. Yeah, Spike and her talk about the prospect of life and they talk ships, jobs, and being born on Mars or uh, heading off to Mars to start a new life and start a new life for them, which kind of goes along with our discussion with uh, doing things for yourself. Yep. So as they're chatting up, the woman finally puts two and two together that Spike's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. And basically, Spike is saying he calls Sol- Solomon a small fry and he's really not interested in him. Mm-hmm. So they continue to chat until Spike gets yoked up from the back. Yeah, who's a small fry now, little nigga? <laughs> That's exactly what Solomon said. Shit, he was on a different violent kind of time. The way he squeezed that neck in that 90s animation style. Why? And Steve Bloom was in the studio hollering for that shit because my son was putting the pressure. That was the tweaking pressure. Yeah, the woman had to stop him. She's like, she told Solomon to stop. Would have been a done show there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he lets him go, and they hop off in their car, and they dip. Yep. So in the car, Solomon is asking her, like, you know, why you ain't let me finish him off? He pressed her. He was like, oh, nah, you fell in love with this new nigga. All right, you you see, you you run off with me. You trying to run off with another nigga already. All right, I see you. Yeah, she's like, listen, I'm just trying to get to Mars. I'm trying to get out of here and get the good life. Like, you bother. I'm like, it's time to dip. Right. So Spike is on the floor looking up the sky. And then here comes Jet. Jet like, ah, I see you sleeping on the job. You chilling? He said, yo, I'm chilling, man. <laughs> He's like, I'm good. And Jet is talking about, oh, how I'm about to call this a wash because we're not going to catch Solomon and blah, blah, blah. And Spike talking about, yo, he got this and he shows him a vial of that bloody stuff. Yep, that red eye. Yeah. And he tells him, like, yo, he's trying to get to Mars, but before he leaves Mars, he got to sell his stuff off. Yeah, so the shaman was right. He swooped it off him low-key, and, I mean, Jet was already ready to give up on this shit, but then the, after Spike said what he said, he's like, oh, okay, so you ran into him, got you. Yeah, man, he was like, shoot. He was like, shoot. So, you yeah. know, in town, we see them in their car. We see the police flying through, and so Solomon and the woman trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, they go back to the dentist bar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you go back here? I don't know. They, they, that's how you know this was all kind of quick decision where they ran out and they just trying to escape. They're just constantly on the run because they're just making silly mistakes here. And we see the three old dudes from the bar earlier. Yeah, them old heads just straight talking, talking about how they did this and this back in the day. And he was like, you know, the funny thing is them old heads was like, yeah, we know. 
We was with you. Yeah, I'm like, yo, yo, old head y'all. Y'all out here doing the most. Yeah, they talking a lot of shit, I tell you that. Yeah. And then so, you know, he sits down. Solomon, he goes sits down to somebody with a sombrero. He asks him, do you have Bloody Mary? And he's like, no, but I ain't got no Spanish juice. So I got, you know, cold, cold, cold yeah, word cold, for the sale. Cold, mm-hmm. And so the dude in the sombrero tells him to show him. And so he goes to grab into his pocket and he realizes he's violent there. Yeah, and the man in the sombrero like, oh, you looking for this? And who's in the sombrero? Spike. It's our good old buddy Spike. Yep, and the poncho and the sombrero. My son in the fit fit. Yeah, and son is big man. He's like, oh, you, I, think, I knew I should took you out. I knew right. I should took you He said, old girl got me messed up. Like, probably the woman like, see? See, so I should have took him out earlier. Rags. Now, when he's trying to grab it, a spike, throw that shit up in the air, shoot the red eye. So there goes another vial that probably costs big money. And then the Kung Fu one going off. And he, this time, this time, since Asimov ain't get the, the slick on him, he getting that ass busted. Yeah, man. So this is what I've liked about the show so far is the fight scenes. Yeah. They came with the heat. Mm-hmm. Well, keep that in mind. Yeah, they came with the heat. I like this. And yeah, you're right. So Solomon was getting that work put on him. Yeah, proving that Spike really got surprised in that choke fest because this time he putting the bricks on him. Right? He's like, you think I forgot about that yoke up you did, son? Yeah, Left fast. me lying on the floor. I'm about to yoke you up with these feet. Right? He's like, nah, you didn't think I was going to get my receipt, right? You didn't think I was going to get that? Facts. And in the midst of Spike beating that ass, old girl in the back trying to take his shot and aim, but she all groggy and woozy with it, so she can't aim right at that. Yeah, it's like, hey, who do I shoot? Who do I shoot? Facts. And then in the midst of that all, some more syndicate members pull up, and they all try to pretty much jump Spike and Asimov. Yeah, they're like, gang, gang! They get back their files. <laughs> so they want the files back. Shit. So they said, they're like, get that mofo. Whatever Spike the hell is, that red eye is strong to the syndicate, I tell you that. Yeah, so they steal somebody else's ship, and it's, it's wild, yo, because them that gang, they brought out all the heat. Yeah, to the point that they shot at the girl, and it shot straight into the belly, which we revealed that she ain't actually pregnant. She just holding a bunch of red eye right there, and she loses some of that, and Asimov realizes and starts to get pissed. Oh, yeah, then more gang people, more shooting. Yeah, they starting to tear that spot all the way up, and if it wasn't for Jet coming in for the save, Spike would have been caught with a bullet. Mm-hmm. He's like, Jet, you're late. And Shit, then we see better Solomon late than never. You still ain't full of holes, so you Gucci. Yeah, so Solomon pulls off on the ship. He's getting chased. Yep, chase, chase, ship chase time. So I'm looking real crazy right now. Jazz music intensifies, so you know it's getting serious. Mm-hmm. He was looking crazy. And I'm like, ooh, boy. Uh, yeah, Azimov was definitely ODing on that red eye running from the caps. Mm-hmm. And so now Spike is on his tail, too. Yep. So Spike is on that ass. We got a nice little flight scene. Mm-hmm. They going straight off, and up ahead, you got some police force that go in, and they, they telling them not to get too far. And then here I'm freaking crazy old Solomon yeah. getting, getting off with his own supply again. Legit, breaking. his eyes are looking like they're going to explode. Breaking breaking all the rules. All the rules from jump. So he newbie at all of this. So they're flying into space, and it is so many people in front of him. Yep, stacked in the lineup. And, and it's girl, just... Yeah, old girl, old girl goes to talk and she's like, she kind of realizes the situation and looks off to Asimov and everything that's going down and she kind of makes a decision to herself. Yeah, you know, ain't no nice way out of this. Yep. So, so she takes the pulls. gun that she has and shoots him. Which, honestly, in that scene, you kind of get a moment where you don't know if it's either she shot him or like his eyes exploded because it's like it set up so perfectly because his eyes was like really at the point like they seemed like they were gonna explode. It's just due to the fact that she had the gun in her hand, but it sounds like either could have happened. Like his eyes exploded or she shot him. Yeah, and the way that Spike 
ship pulls up and you just see a splatter on the window. Yeah. And then you see her. She's just holding him. And then what happens next, man? She lets him know the, the, the conversation that they had earlier that she was trying to live a life and stuff like that. And she gone her way. She gone straight into that cops and cops lit that shit up. They tore that ship up. And these gangsters and these cops, I mean, I don't know. They just they trying to show that they they not too far, they not too far from each other. Because man, when they light it up, they light it up. And then you just see her out in space, the debris all around her, and the vials of the red eye just flowing. Yeah, as that music intensifies, right? Like I like that scene where it just got all silent as she goes towards the cops and they just light it up and you just hear the saxophone just go off. Yeah, so it was just wow. And then here we go. We see Jet again talking about Spike, it's ready. Yep, back to training, back to bell peppers and beef, the usual. I mean the beauty. The music, everything settled, and mm-hmm. we back to it like like nothing done just happened. I mean, they they can be taken in because they all 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 the folks dead. So it's back to square one. Bell pepper and beef and training, right. and the harmonica takes us out. Right. See you, space cowboy pops up, and you already know the ending plays with the vibes. No bounty for you. Yep. Oh, it's another day, another missed opportunity, another bell pepper and beef. Hey. So the uh, mm-hmm. so the ending plays out. The fives uh, they got the preview and play through for next episode and stuff like that. But um, so my final thoughts on the first episode uh, it sets the groundwork of the usual wanting out with a better life, uh, stealing from shady orgs and bounty hunters after uh, after you tell is uh, nowhere to go off. A uh, death play on um, a Bonnie and Clyde story. Also shows uh, lighthearted nature of the show and sets certain tones all around. Uh, death seems interesting, but also a bounty of the week kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, so my thoughts on this is I've never seen this before. Mm-hmm. The fight scene got me intrigued. Yep. The story I'm a little bit interested in, but it didn't really hook me. Yeah, it's not. That's that's why I said it's like it feels like a bounty of the week thing. It's like there's no the the only uh the only mystery arc thing that they have is in the very beginning with the with the flashback like thing. But other than that, this feels like a a very set to a side episode thing. Yeah, it's, it was really nothing here that would get me to want to watch episode two, other than the outside odd curiosity of me just starting this episode. Exactly. Like, if you're not looked at the very beginning to think that it goes anywhere, then this is like, oh, okay, maybe the next episode might have something fun along, or it's just you're just continuing with misadventures of this folk. Yep. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that covers the anime first episode. We going to dip into the live action now? Yeah. All right, so we dipping into the live action episode one, uh, Cowboy Gospel. So we get the little banner telling us, of course, this is a Netflix series. Yep. Yeah. Tomorrow Studios and all that. All that good stuff. Yep. And the first thing we see is a casino called uh, Watanabe Casino, which is a shout out to the creator. Mm-hmm. And so we see that. We see some some, some bloody bodies or like some cops. And we get this guy, he's holding the gun. Yep. Whole monologue. And who could this be? Yeah, this 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 guy is spitting the monologue about being sick of corporate greedy people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's he's talking about his backstory, funds being sent out, his backstory of being fired by this uh greedy corporation. So he's uh he's a uh, an angry old ex employee come back to shut down on his job pretty much. Yeah, and he he just going in. I'm like, dude, dude, why are you so angry, bro? He's hollering and everything. I guess he get yeah, but after he got fired for 
whatever shady reasons he he held a grudge so he came back with the gangsters and trying to rob all the rich people trying to get this money yeah man he, and just the way that he's going in yeah and so one of his peoples is just transferred the money so you know he's like okay okay yeah transfer that money give me all that don't hide you give me all, give me the all that shit man Give me all the dough. You already know. Yeah. And so one of the goons is holding the, up one of the cashiers. Just evil. Just just being evil. Just being Pretty much. Evil. Yep. Just being evil. Just evil for, 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 for no reason. Yeah. You know, the usual robbery techniques. Yeah, man. It's like, wow. And in the midst of all this... uh uh, all this the stuff going down. We see someone. We we hear someone coming down with the elevator. Uh, someone just slowly. You see the numbers start to go down as everybody starts to wonder what the hell's going going on. Somebody was supposed to be blocking the the elevator for upstairs, but somebody's still coming down to wherever they spot is. And then as the elevator doors start to open, we see somebody blasting music in their headphones. Sounds like a classic to the original soundtrack. My, my one of my favorite lines in here. Oh, for the love of God, who was guarding the elevator? Actually, was like I swear there was somebody upstairs, <laughs> but they was like, ah, oh, no. I mean, there was somebody upstairs, but it seemed like it was supposed to be handled. So we see a dude with a nice suit, a coin, some headphones on. Who's this? This our buddy Spike. Yep, Spike, right out the animated screen, of right here, John Charles Spike. Like what up? Like what? And Spike got the headphones on. He don't know. He's just damning. Yeah, he he takes his headphones off. Yeah, they was like, hey, buddy, uh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and he just like, oh, I came to place a bet. Facts. He got that coin. Hey, you already know. Once he said that, he flipped the coin. Uh, he, he kicked that out. And, you know, we, we start the fight. Yeah, because they was looking at him stupid. You know, he hit yeah. old dude with the gun in his head with the coin. Mm -hmm. He out here whooping the ass. All right, so now I, I wanted to talk to you about this part because, I mean, we've seen it with the discussion. I, I'm pretty sure you've seen the video uh, where Frankie took the review to this scene, and I just wanted to have your opinion on it because you liked the fight the fight scene when it came out of the anime portion. How did you feel uh, on the look of the fight in this portion? It was okay. Yeah. One of the best fight scene I've seen, but it, it was okay. I think we've been uh, too blessed with a lot of um, TV shows and stuff that have, like, expertise kung fu fighting. So we can't let anything be as, like, undertone or anything. Because a lot of people was coming at the, the, the action scene something heavy. But I'm like, the, the, the vibe of Cowboy Bebop always gave me, like... Uh, a classic western throwback and stuff like that all mixed together and it's basic kung fu that homie's always been doing so it's like if i see some choppy actions and throw some some throwbacks to classic movie fighting where it doesn't all look like single camera and everybody's got to learn every kind of expertise in the in in, in the universe like not everybody's a, a kung fu star and some people are more acting than than Kung Fu Star. This is kind of the, the, the place. So I, I said, uh, though the choppy fight work, uh, but it is corny. But I said this is as corny as kind of should be expected. But I think it's because the bar has been set so high because we're yeah. on Netflix and we've had stuff like Daredevil and Jessica Jones, which has really set a high bar for fight scenes. That, so that's the sad part, though. It's not like when we get live action stuff with uh, Marvel, there's a set between Marvel and anime. Where you get Marvel live action stuff, that's that's kind of leaps and bounds where where we would get anime live action stuff 
Like it, it ain't ready for for the mastered expertise of the of the mixture genre that we we'd come to have with stuff of Marvel. Like Marvel up here is a different level than we'd get with anime live action for sure. Well, I guess it's doable. I guess the expectation is high. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. Because of what's been presented, the level is high. And some people just feel it didn't hit it. But it was it was fine for what it was. Yeah. I, I just bring it up due to the fact yeah. that this is definitely one of the one of probably the reasons why people just automatically came into this first episode and was like, nah, this ain't it. It just completely dropped it. Right. They were looking for it to be in terms of quality as it was from the anime. Not, not yeah. saying that, like I said, the fighting is it is basic, and yeah. I guess they wanted something a little more. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. Right, yeah, so, so like I said, we got a nice scene. We got yeah. an intro to Jet Black. He, he rolls through and he's actually black, so uh-huh. it's something different. Yeah, Mustafa's in here. Mm-hmm. And we, I said, I said, between their their fighting, we got uh, at least you got different fight styles between them because you see um, Spike more using kung fu and Jet just kind of you know chucking around people. Yeah, and, right. he had a, and he had a funny moment with one of the one of the people where he accidentally grabbed uh, the girl's boob and, and she kind of <laughs> punched him in the face. He was like, "Oh shit, sorry!" And then she oh, kind of punched man. him in the face and he just snuffed her back. Hey, listen, hands ready to eat for everybody. Oh, facts. Actually, she she felt some type of way about it, but that's why she got snuffed. <laughs> she I mean, tries to listen and say, "Sister, listen, you never do that to me." Yeah, you trying to play this card right now? Like, listen, you got people held up by gunpoint. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, so he got a whole hostage. So about yo, I'm leaving out of here. And Spike is like, yo, this your hostage. She's like, what is she like? Eighty? It's like, yeah, you lived a good life, right? I'm like, yo. Oh, yeah, hold on. Even even before that, uh, there was a funny moment where Jet was talking about um talk about taking people alive, uh, but they but they still ended up killing a few people that tried to shoot at them. Like he was like, Spike, stop killing all the people. And then and then there's uh people that just pulled up, started trying to shoot them, and Jet was like, Oh shit, and then shot like two of them, and and, and Spike was like, Oh, oh, so 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 we killing people. He was like, Shut up. <laughs> I like the dynamic already. Oh, yeah, you absolutely right about that. He's like, Yo, we're supposed to be taking people alive. And they pull out the gun on him, and he was like, nah, bang, bang. Whoops. Hey, ding up jet. Boom, boom. I'm like, Spike was like, What you you just said we gotta take him alive? Like, listen. listen, man, they tried to come at me. I came at them, but we still listen, gotta we, take them alive <laughs> He's like, Listen, we gotta stay alive too. We, we exactly. gotta stay alive too. It's like we have to stay alive too. Yeah, so back to the hostage part, man. Took an old woman hostage, and he was like, Oh, that 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 that's your hostage? Oh, yeah, and this is Tanaka. I don't think yeah. we mentioned that at this yeah, point. Yeah. <laughs> That's holding the lady hostage. Mm-hmm. The, the head the head of whatever the hell is going on right now. Yeah, so he got the old lady. And like you like we were saying earlier, Spike was like, she looked 80. Like, yo, you had a good life. And I'm yeah. like, Spike. Yo, no. which was which was funny though, because even though he said that, she both she both agreed and then shook her head at the same time. He was like, You lived a good life too. And she was like, Yeah, no. And she's, like, <laughs> she's like, No, 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 we're not doing this. She's like, Yeah, no, uh, no, sir, please, please save me. And then Dude. in the midst of this shit, all you hear is the, the, the toilet start to flush and somebody come out. And then it's supposed, I guess it was. The, the the homie Frank that was supposed to be guarding the elevator or something. <laughs> and it was like, who takes a shit in the middle of the heist? He was like, oh, you stinking bastards. And he then pulled out some shit that looked like some super nerf weapon that they said is a disruptor. And tension got super high. They was like, yo, if this guy shoots this shit, we're all sitting ducks in this. 
So whatever the hell that shit is, that is super powered. Homie was like, homie was ready with the smoke. He said, oh, you stinking bastards, you dirty cops. Don't make me have to use this. I'm like, you you had that all high and mighty when you just came out that bathroom. Just take that dump, bro. You done yeah. fucked up. You fucked up big. Yo, the way he came out and the way Snack was like, Frank, what the fuck? <laughs> that was hilarious. I ain't gonna lie, that was funny. Yeah. Frank, was, Frank was dead, like wiping his hands on his pants and shit like that. He's like, "Oh, we about to get back to the mission." But nah, that who does take who takes a shit in the middle of a heist, bro? And hold that. It's like I don't even know what to tell you here. And I'm oh, like, "Where would you hide smoke? this disruptor?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Especially while you was taking the shit, you didn't blow yourself to sky, huh? right? Like, goddamn. But he did pulled out the co- he did he did did it with a swift. He shimmied that coat and he pulled that gun right out. So. So uh, he, they was explaining to, to Frank that there was no cops. So he was like, oh, I heard you, cowboy. And he tension was all high. It was making fun of it. And then a shoot went off. Like, Spike shot him. But it was too late. The disruptor already got shot. And they blew a hole straight through that spaceship. Yeah, Jet was trying to tell him, you don't want to shoot that in here. Mm-hmm. And you see what happens? Shot that shit in here. Blew that hole. And it was, like, silent for a second. He was watching whatever happened with this disruptor. And then you start to see a slow motion takeoff of things start to fly right yeah. at the hole because it tells you we're in space. The look on Jet's face when when Frank said, "You piece of shit, Conway." Frank was. You said, "Oh no!" Jet no, was no, like, no, "Oh." No, no. He said, "Oh no, this nigga wild. We got a wild situation." He's like, "Damn!" He said, "This nigga don't care about nothing." And then of course Spike shoots at him, but Frank already gets the disruptor off, and we see the disruptor go through walls and walls and walls, and then yep. jazz music. Yep, jazz music for sure. And then everything starts to flow slowly. I like this scene because everything started to flow slow motionly right out of that hole, right where uh, you seen people who got uh, bloody scars and started to take blood, uh, little bits of blood fly off into space, which was an interesting concept because I was, I don't really, I haven't really thought about this, but uh, like I saw this in another anime, but um, I was always thinking about like, if you bleed out and you don't got like no guard in space and stuff like that, how your blood will just slowly trickle out into space. Mm-hmm. And yo, the way they had dude, when he got sucked out, he already dead. They got him upside down with his dress. He all frozen. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, big representation to all this shit. And and the outside look of space and everything, things are starting to look really pretty. Mm-hmm. And so at this point, you know, they're, they're holding on for dear life. Yo, they're looking for the uh they looking for the closing switch, jet jet hollering at uh the employee to ask where the hell the closing switch is, so nobody go flying out with him. Yeah, and my we get we get a, a zoom out of the whole space area. They in space space. Yeah, they in space, space for sure. That's why they're getting pulled out there with the high with the high winds and everything. So so uh someone grabbed up on one of the slot machines and hit it big. At the worst time, because mm-hmm. all the coins go flying now. And I think that was our boy Frank. <laughs> Fucking Frank. <laughs> and then on top of that, Frank get pulled, and Frank get pulled right into the direction of Spike and Tanaka, who's holding off for dear life. They pretty much holding each other. And like Frank with yeah. his fat ass coming straight towards him. He grabbed Frank grabbed Tanaka. And then Spike grabs Tanaka, and then we see we see Frank Fat ass flying through the hole. Son, oh my God! I mean, Frank gets what he deserved. Yeah, I mean, Frank, that was your fault. 
That was 100% your fault, and that's why you're going to freeze in space, bro. Nobody told your ass you got disrupted. Nobody yeah. told your ass to take a shit. <laughs> that too. <laughs> you, Frank made many <laughs> of terrible decisions that day. <laughs> but uh, so so they're about to go fly in Tanaka and, and Spike. They're literally about to hit the hole when Jet does some uh, maneuvering pretty much and gets himself right into the middle and closes the door right when they smack into it. And they smack it to the door. Yeah. <laughs> good shit. Yeah, it's like I did it. <laughs> no, we see most. Yeah, good, good, good shit on Jet. He almost lost a partner. And then hang on, Spike asking Jet, like we, 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 we have to bring him in alive, right? But he, he could be damaged, right? Oh yeah, they beat, yeah. The, they, they ready to beat the shit out of him. They knock him out and capture that guy for sure. And Jet says badly damaged would be a okay. Yeah, as long as we get that sale. So Jet and then Spike punches him in the face. Yep, knock him clean out. And then you see the old lady pull up, the old lady who was the hostage pull up, and she asks who they are. And they turn around and say, well, we bounty hunters. And then the opening plays. Yeah. And similar to the original that we did in uh, with Cowboy Bebop, we got cool takes with interesting visuals showing off the characters and all types of stuff. It's, it's, it's the same as before, same song. It's still, it's still a bop. Uh, yep. I, I like what they did. This this shows that this show uh, definitely had some heart to it because they made it side by side with uh, the original opening and they kept everything um, to a T to show off uh, characters and stuff like that. They showed so much. So good, good, good on them. Yeah, they definitely was trying. Yeah, yeah. Unlike a lot of live action, they didn't like heavy like they didn't heavy deviate on on some <laughs> powerpuff. Some, yeah. Well, we'll. we'll I guess we'll see with it if they don't want to give up. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see because once that once that pops into the zeitgeist, that'll definitely be that. That's been a, that's been a, a a rivalry for a while. So that that's one's got to be on the list if they actually do get around to doing something with it. It's getting the Yasuke treatment, y'all. Oh, that's gonna be a fun review. So after that, um, after we got the opening plays and everything, we get another thing that's uh it reminds us similarly of of uh before we got a, a flashback, but this one is more sexual in nature because we got uh all all the sex going down and and, mm-hmm. and violence and gunshots and death and love is as a rose fall and everything and just Spike, Spike is definitely with somebody, but in the midst of it, all 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 shootouts is going down with with whoever is uh, in the gangsters and and a whole bunch of shit presumed. Yeah, and just like before, and the OG, we see the rolls fall in the puddle. Yep, yep. And the and the second that happens, Spike awakens, and we got jazz music playing. Mm-hmm. We on the bebop, and it's uh uh it's being put through the money system. Mm-hmm. Yep, jet uh jet did y'all. The one thing I do enjoy about this is. The the one liners with the side side speak that they give uh, some characters like Jet making an angry joke about uh, being uh, having to pay to pee, and then somebody in the money system saying, "Yeah, it's in your contract. You you are you already get docked for peeing." You think, "Oh, word, fuck, shit." No, she didn't read that contract. Thanks. And of course, you know we got we, we got our good friend Jet Black here doing his pilot and shit. Yo, I said the traveling scene looked. This is, I mean, I don't know how how they want to talk about budget work and stuff like that, but the traveling scene that they did getting out of there, it looked like something straight out of Star Wars. So you know they put money behind some some of this some of this animation to make stuff work. Yeah, they de- they definitely tried to recreate what was in the the anime, and yeah, that this like this took some budget. 
that and definitely with the vibes of giving it live action, which even costs a shift amount of more to just make it look realistic. They definitely spent a pretty penny here. Oh, definitely. And then with that, I, I, I like the next scene where he's trying to close out all the windows. And you know that this is a old junk type of ship because all the windows shut down except for that one that just got stuck. And he had to manually force it down. He's like, damn it, you piece of shit. Facts. <laughs> I think I pretty much he kicked it. <laughs> right? No, nothing shows that your shit is an old piece of junk and you kicking it and it finally waking up. Exactly, man. It's like, listen here, man. I'm tired of you. Shit. So in the midst of that, after that, Jet gets back to cooking. Jet, Jet, Jet on his uh, and his classic, probably bell pepper and beef in there. <laughs> and then in the midst of that, they discuss the the bounty. And in the midst of that, Jet even talks about. Um, he talks about the basically. Jet talks about the stress of being a parent. So apparently, in this one, Jet's a parent. And he talks about trying to get a toy for his child. Yeah, so that's different. Yep, right here. Jet out here trying to tweak his arm and all that good stuff too. Facts. I love this is this is continued banter between these two. The dynamic is really good because they be talking like uh, a freaking spike sending uh shade to, to homie's arm and everything. Yo, when I peeped that son, I was like, Wow. I like son. They're they're back and forth shitting on each other, man. I I, I like I like this. The, the fact that Jet said he's like you work on being an asshole. He and Spike is like, no, actually it comes naturally unlike your arm. I'm like, yo, that's good shit. Good snap back. I'm like, you ain't had to clap back like that, Spike. Shit, he was with the smoke. Talk after the peppers. Yeah, facts, facts. Shit, I they, he didn't have to look for the beef. The beef was right there between them. <laughs> So and in fact, the, the way this Spike ate the peppers, I don't think the peppers had no beef in it. <laughs> he just looked disgusting. He brought the beef to the table. <laughs> yeah, he needed this time. Oh, but like after man. after they're discussing and stuff like that, the title card pops up of, of the episode, and we get into the, the pretty much the meat and potatoes of this one. Well, we did see a sign that said New Tijuana, so I guess we not in. Uh, yeah, so we already up in the spot. I guess we don't get no information beforehand. We we know we know what it is, and we going straight into it. So we see two people show up at L Rays. So my question is, where is this New Tijuana? <laughs> Mm, it's me. Maybe it's still in. Maybe this one's in space. Maybe it's on Earth. Who knows? And yeah, you got we got two people who roll up in L. Ray. Yep. Uh, and uh, we got the the lady uh owner serving serving tequila. Yeah, right. We got the lady over there. I'm like, okay. Yep, different. And she sees the uh she sees the pregnant lady and she offers her tequila and she's like, you think I should be drinking tequila? And she was like, baby girl. The way you're looking, the only thing you should be drinking is tequila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. All right. So, people, if you've been listening so far, who we're talking about right now is likely our friend Solomon and the woman. Yep. Yep. This is this is definitely their representation. So we back we back pretty much in the in the same in the same story. So you got Asimov and his girl, and once again, homie's still trying to sell him drugs. Because if this ain't them, we got a whole other set of problems. Facts. I mean, who the like what the I, I mean, see, that's that's another thing. They was talking beforehand, but they weren't really explaining. Like they had to go for another bounty or nothing like that. So this is just all left to chance. We don't like if you're just going in this dry, it's like who, who the fuck who, who are these people? Yeah. Like, yo, who, who are you? Like we right. just supposed to sue? So I guess so. So we we in there, uh homie trying to sell them drugs, take take go into the back, uh, meet up with somebody, and kind of the same situation. Uh homie homie said, I need to see the product. I need I need to see it uh it work and 
somebody getting high off they supplied. Only this, only difference in this one I see is uh, Maria kind of watches in horror as she as she sees him use it this time, like straight up. Yeah, I'm like, why would you do that in front of and your then, lady? And perfectly as that happened, gangsters show up again, and guess what happened? I wonder what happened. I really wonder what happened, co-host. Facts. So <laughs> Asimov once again went off. And the syndicate kills uh uh old yeah the syndicate kills the old man that he was trying to sell to uh, off rip so that guy's gone and in the midst of that Asimov goes off on the members tearing them up just the same way like one guy he just pounded to literal dust so we, we got the MIBs up in here pretty much that's what they be looking like I guess <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I guess, wait, hold up. I guess the syndicate is some bootleg shit right I was. Yo, and the way that old dude grabbed his drink and just dipped, he's like, oh, yeah, she's going on here. Nope, nope, listen, I'm taking hey, my drink smoke, with me. When you see the smoke coming, just move her other direction. He's like, I'm too old for this bullshit. Let me grab right? my drink and get out of here. Respect. Shit. And the bartender, she looking too, she like, shit. Like, yeah, oh. goes my customers. Say, oh, here yeah. we go. With all the bullshit. And in the midst of this, uh, while this goes on, uh, Jet... Um, Jet goes off to the station, I guess, to pick up uh, the bounty, the bounty call for uh, for the guy he brought in for Tanaka. For uh, Tanaka, Tanaka mm-hmm. yeah. And in the midst of him talking to his old partner, apparently, uh, this this person that he's talking to is his old partner, and he's with Jet's ex wife. Excuse me. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he was that's what he was alluding to. He was talking about um he was talking to him about uh giving him uh the name of a person. This is where we get the information about Asimov in the first place. His old partner uh slightly gives him some information about a bounty out there so he can make some more money. And he's talking about uh I'm gonna throw you this bone because your your ex-wife told me to it. He was like well, you threw her your bone, and I'm like, "Oh, we doing that? That's foul." Yeah, nigga, what? I was, what? He thinks he's holier than thou, and he stole his his wife, and he's he think he's gonna throw him a bone for for some for some money, just helping him out like that. You just gonna bitch out jet like that? Yeah, he a whole bitch for that. Yeah, and then you got uh, Tanaka in the corner. Trying to laugh off, talking his shit, and and Jet stomps his foot out. So shut the fuck up. Yo, Jet going through it. Jet wanted to punch me in the face so bad. Jet already. We've already seen Jet go through it as he's trying to trying to not die. Pick up these bounties, trying to uh, get some get a gift for his daughter, and I'll deal with ex partner trying to give him throw him a bone. Bullshitting him. Yo, son, this is just disrespectful as fuck. Yeah, they putting they putting jet through they putting jet through their fucking regular. So I don't know. And then in the midst of that, we see uh we see another scene of Spike starting to practice his kung fu and like Spike getting Spike getting it in. Yeah, and then uh Jet pulls up on Spike and they chat about uh the damages and the payout just like before. Right, like where all the money went. Yup. Why we ain't got no beef in the beef and bell pepper? Shit. So I guess. <laughs> I mean, shit. I guess we understand that. So now the uh, now uh, since they, I mean, they obviously need the money. They check on the the basic the information that they got from. from Son, did you see the bill? He put the bill on the post. Shit, yo, he the, when he put the bill on the post, and we actually saw what what the bounty was. Yeah, and what they got. That's painful. This feels like that whole gross pay versus no. Pay shit oh my god, that was the first thing that came in my mind. Too. <laughs> like, damn, son, who's Fika? 
Why are they stealing right. all my shit? They was on the clock with me the whole time. Sons got the bounty was one point five million. Shit, them dudes got got a hundred thousand. <laughs> they got got big time. The damages was one point one seven million. What the fuck? That's why we got no beef for the bell pepper. Beef costs too much. Ah, look, this, I was like, damn. This this hurt. This hurt greatly. So they they. I mean. They, they need the money now. So that even even with a dickhead like somebody sleep with your ex-wife and shit like that, I mean, I guess you got to take on the bounty. So they check on Asimov Solinson. Uh, they going for the information. Uh, and Jet, Jet once again brings up the fact that he got to get a daughter. He got to get a gift for his daughter. Yeah, they go back and forth talking about the bills. Spike talking about, hey, my fault dude brought a disruptor to the, to the casino. Like, yeah. Uh, like, what are we supposed to do? Right, nobody told you to be a egging Frank on. He's like, we not cops. <laughs> I can't mediate the situation. If homie, if homie want to get wild with it after taking the shit, homie want to get wild with it. And then Jet tell him like, yo, the goons could offset some of these charges, but you ain't killed them all. <laughs> well, there you go. So fuck. That's why he said. I mean, did you kill a couple goons too? <laughs> <laughs> shit, it ain't all on me. Like, I try to hear all that. Mm-hmm. Trust. Yeah, so after discussion on Asimov and the and the bounty, uh, they travel to where uh he been at to interrogate the people to find Asimov. Pretty much, yeah. So we finally get the bounty with him showing he's worth two point five million. Mm-hmm. When how much of that they well, if he's worth two point five million, then that probably that, that probably means they're probably only get wind up like two hundred thousand at this rate. Probably at this point, just in case if it was a whole bunch of smoke. But hey. Right. Let's see. Let's see what they can get out of this. So they uh they end up traveling to New Tijuana. Uh, they end up pretty much at the bar checking on the keep and the bar owners. They go around pretty much asking people if they've seen Asimov. To, uh, we see the area, the locals, and everything. When they go at the uh bar checking on the keep and the bar owner asking about um asking about where they can find Asimov and whatnot. And, yeah, so we just, you know, just I guess this is this is their version of the typical south of the border town. Yeah, pretty much. Uh definitely going through its own struggles. And in the midst of this, uh we see Asimov start to get um repaired by somebody in the medical field while he has that person at gunpoint pretty much. What I did notice in that scene, just to put down, I saw mm. little posters in the background promoting mm. the wrestling match. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, it's a religion out there one way or another. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, El Dragon versus El Maestro. I'm like, is that El Dragon that's Tekka? Who the, hold up. Hey! <laughs> I'm like, hold up, man. I'm going to go see this. That. If, that's, if that shit going on in the background, you know, we're trying to see. Right? It's yeah, like yeah, we we get, I'm down right, to see so, some Lucha Underground come back. Right? <laughs> So, like, yeah. like you were saying, we went back to the bar, El Rey, and you know, yeah. they were talking to the bartender, mm-hmm. and she's telling them what happened. Like, yo, they came and they was guns blazing, all this good yeah, stuff. Yeah, they was wilding in here, so she definitely see who who that person is. And Jet was like, God damn, MIBs. Yeah, facts. <laughs> Turn it up, shit. No, this about to be costly for somebody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while Asimov is getting fixed up in that situation. Um, uh, they run, uh, basically the girl runs into Spike. So the same similar situation that happened like prior, uh, runs into Spike. They have another chat, the chat about, uh, starting a new life with Mars and stuff like that. 
and she's out here um uh waiting for waiting for her boyfriend to come out in this whole situation that just um the conversation goes along and spike is kind of revealed as as a bounty hunter and in the midst of him talking to her my son get pulled up on on gunpoint right no no yoke up this time yeah but it's a different kind of yoke up pretty much some mysterious girl pull up on him with with the with the gun on him and this is our first meeting of fairy valentine which is kind of an early ass shock if you watch the show yeah because she definitely wasn't in the first episode not at all <laughs> so you're like oh, oh okay all right this is this is something else so, so me me watch this i'm like who the hell are you <laughs> yeah and he was like all right so i didn't see this coming he pulled out on uh on him and then the mysterious girl Faye. um she says that she's not actually looking for the boyfriend she's actually looking for the woman and she says who's the woman's name now i don't know if at the time in the first episode do you remember them specifically saying the woman's name not at all okay so this one they give the woman full out name her name is Katerina Montgomery, and when they say that name, it sounds like a big person. Like, whoever her father is, is high up on the line, and they got money, money. Because when they said Montgomery, both of them took a step back, and it was like, wait, she's worth big money? <laughs> he and was so, like, oh, we chasing the wrong person. So Spike did a little twirl around with the gun. The bullet shot into where Solomon was. <laughs> And he was like, whoa, 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 what's going down? He looked over. He was like, ah, shit, Katarina. He's like, damn it. So so Faye and Spike start to have uh, a fight while, well, basically, they try to escape. Now, the, 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 weird, the weird music was playing while uh, Faye and Spike had that mini fight going back and forth with that. With that knife and that uh and that counter hold and shit like that, she tried to put on him. Mind you, Katarina on the hold ass at this point. Nicole. Oh, big time! She's like, Fuck all this. <laughs> She's like, F all this about. Yeah, why? And and they kind of pulled that scene early on where we used to talk about in the first episode where uh they they did the um the pass by in the mm-hmm. car. They they did it with uh that represented the the one before when they were in space. They even played the same song as they drove off. And they both stared directly at Spike as they drive as they drove off with that. Yeah, they're like deuces, Spike. Thanks, thank, thanks for thanks for holding us up, and thanks for the the distracting the bounty hunter woman. Yep, and see Spike there, like damn, said, fuck. So basically, after that, Spike was after after getting you know yoked by this woman. Spike was ready to shoot the girl. He was like, yo, I could put a bullet in you. You're like, this is some bullshit. Who are this you? Spike? This Spike bought bought some straight up smoke. We saw Spike in that first episode, and I don't know. He was a little nonchalant. This Spike here, ready to kill people at will. He don't give a fuck. Yeah, this Spike ain't got no pace. He's like, nah, you, I ain't got time for you clip. Shit. Facts. Damn. And then next scene, we see Spike with the big-ass grin sitting on the couch, and then Jake just come over. He like, who fuck's in the bathroom? <laughs> And she's like, woman, please let me out. <laughs> what? They was like, what? Chet's just trying to put this shit together. He like, yo, uh, Spike, who the fuck is in my bathroom yelling and handcuffed? She like, you can handcuff me better to something else, thank you. Like, I'm here on this disgusting toilet. What's good? Shit, you thought your capture was supposed to be nice? You you screwed me out of money, girl. You better right. help me find shit. Yeah, he's like, he's like, Jet Black beat Faye Valentine. Shit. 
and they all apparently they all acted the same bounty. Um, and apparently, uh, Katarina uh, is the daughter of the head of a head person of the syndicate. Uh, hmm. Talk about characterization flipping big time. There's like Katarina, no longer no no name girl. <laughs> she a whole daughter of the big side syndicate. So not only did they steal stuff, homie Asimov done stole the daughter. <laughs> FA talking to Jet. He's like, yeah, f- hey, fuck you. Yo, and Jet, yo, and Jet hey. proceeds to close the door. He's like, nah. Hey, with the fucking mouth, yo. <laughs> she was like, fuck you. And then they closed the door. She was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Damn it. And so Jet is now giving him the 401 on the Asimov and all the stuff that went down at the bar. Man, he heated about the mission, trying to get the money, trying to get the gift for the... Man, this this parent is stressed. And then here come Faye chatting in for the back. He's like, are you afraid of syndicate? Yeah. Piss in here, bitch. <laughs> and, and, and poor, poor Jay. He's like, who is this woman? Thanks. And so he's like, they, she's... they basically start to head out to go get the bounty. And yeah, because Spike was telling Jack, yeah, she's a bounty hunter too. She's after the girl. And then he got faith for the bathroom. Yeah, she's mine. So don't get any ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever. You know, they go out. She can talk all the smoke she wants. All I know is they went out, they 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 dipped to go get the bounty. And then while they go on, basically, Faye, uh, Faye frees herself and goes check on the inside of the ship, go mess around, poke around shit. Faye out here on some sabotage shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So in the midst of that, uh, Asimov and, and Katarita um, find a ship. Um, but uh, even before that, they, they was like, yo, if they're trying to escape, they're obviously trying to find a ship out there. And they pretty much figured out the, the best place to go find a ship basically randomly and uh when they found a shipyard and they tried to steal it from somebody basically they're intercepted by spike and jet yeah and i'm like hey hey is that frank's cousin that he shot <laughs> pretty much that's what i thought shit <laughs> frank's cousin was like i'm out Fuck all this. I'm shit. Out. i heard what happened to my cousin i'm out i ain't yeah. trying to be about this Man, so spike so spike pretty much uh pulls on uh, pulls up on them and uh he gives them a chance he talks about asimov kid uh could dip and 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 he could go off with them and Katarina would be just fine uh if 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 he just left and she'd be all safe and he looked into her eyes and the music started playing and he thought it for a good second and he turned around he was like no deal psych <laughs> goes right at trying to kill spike of course of course shit that was the i mean that was a good scene they actually gave him a time to think about him if he actually like you know feeling the girl and stuff like that he was like nah fuck out of here i'm I'm about this money yeah he was like nah i'm about this money you about to get this action you about to yep. get this action and once again just like before spike smokes him without the without the red eye he he's a he's a land duck with with spike spike smokes him out jet and spike starts to handle him until the syndicate pulls up again. And at this point, he doesn't use the red eye, so it's home. Yep, yep. So shootout goes down. Uh, sh- and once again, just like before, uh, shootout as the shootout goes down, Carolina catches a bullet around the time around the, the section where she's supposed to be pregnant. She gets shot, and some of the red eye starts dropping. And once again, Asimov is big pitch. Mind you, the MIB said, kill them all. They don't yeah. get no fucks. Light, it, light them all up. Everybody here need to die. Every section seems to be every section of this thing seems to be scrapping with each other. Yeah, and then yeah, the syndicate, the syndicate uh sees Spike and one of them, they was like, they said, I swore you was dead. What you mean? How how you around? He was like, shit. I mean, I am dead. It's like you, you mother. He said, I want to keep it that way. And and he he straight killed that guy. 
And they like, I thought, like, I thought Asimov was alone. Like, who are these motherfuckers? <laughs> hmm He was like, "What's going on?" They they seeing ghosts <laughs> pretty much all over the place, like shit, crazy. And then I like how they switched that over. Like, yo, Jet Jet has Jet been put through the ring of this show more than ever, cause Jet now is the person that's getting choked by Asimov in the way like how uh Spike was getting yoked up from before. Yeah, yeah, he's getting choked heavy, and then like right before he died, he was saved by May, who shot out uh pretty much a sniper bullet. Yeah, this this last couple scenes was was wild. It was yep. wild. Yep. So Faye Faye shot and uh, shot out and saved Jet on that point. And um, Asimov and Catalina decides to dip with uh, with Spike chasing them into space. But before mm-hmm. that, uh, we have a scene of, of Jet coming up to, to Faye. He don't thank her nothing. He was like, is that my gun? I just take oh, it Oh, shit. <laughs> she was like, asshole. <laughs> nah, he's like, listen, you got my gun. Where did you get my gun from? Facts. First of all, how you off the ship? I thought we locked you up and then you got my gun? Like, damn, all right. Like, how you got in the bathroom? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> get back in it. And poor, like, like you were saying, poor Jet. He probably like, this can't be life. Facts, man. I'm just trying to get a gift for my fucking daughter, man. Sheesh. So, uh, once again, um, Catalina, uh, while they are out there in space trying to travel off, she gives her whole monologue about getting ready to start her new life. She ready to be 100% down with Asimov and everything and just happy to be there and just ready to start their new life. And then she turns over and Asimov is long gone. Yeah. Oh, boy. God. I think she caught him in the neck. So, yeah. yeah that sniper shot caught him caught him bad. Like, by the time they was in the ship, he was already bleeding out. Yeah. So, he, he, he was on all time yeah so in the midst of that she's she's heading off and just like before we see the police saying uh if they go any further they getting they getting they getting lit up and spike out there having one more plea and the same thing that happened maria uh catalina says that um she out there for she she was out there for a new life but i mean this this life that they got put together is is done and they head off to they head off in front of the police, and the police light it up. The police incinerates that entire ship with the bullets. Forget flying off in the space. They all get eaten alive by the bullets. Right, this bike had another flashback. I'm like, oh, yep. boy. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, Catalina, Catalina charged into the police and Spike watches they, as that ship gets shot down as the midst of Spike start to have a flashback of, of when the gun started blazing around the syndicate. Mm-hmm. Shit, so. Shit was wild. So, that, so that, that goes down and they get eradicated. And then the next scene we see is the syndicate members go up to a mysterious man and uh, they, tells, they tell of a cowboy that they heard the name of... Um, from a fellow uh, person who got, you know, killed out there. They was like, this guy, Fearless, he's still out there. And they was like, the, the mysterious man is like, Cowboy? Fearless. Hmm. That sounds familiar. And then in the same, in the, in the kind of same breath that he's realizing who that is, he like opens up his coat. Odie Big Samurai Sword comes out. And then Odie slaughters out that subordinate. So that subordinate is dead. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, like I should have said nothing. Facts, he shouldn't have. I mean, the way how the other people around him was fearing saying anything further. I mean, my son had the balls to say that that's 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 why he got stabbed. That's why he got shamed. So that that happens. And then the man goes to see a mysterious lady uh, and they make out. But it it um, the camera lingers on her tattoo, which reminds us of the same person who was in the the, the flashback, same tattoo in the flashback. Yeah. Whew. 
So basically, I mean, these characters uh, in the in the anime, these uh, uh, v- vicious and Julia. Yeah. Wow. So we we got that, and then we see the see a space cowboy pop up, and you know that's the end of the episode. And then we kind of have a basic end with with that. They they do nothing more with the ending with that. So many new people. Yep. 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 So my final thoughts is the, this first episode is chock full of uh, setup and mystery. The fight scenes was wonky. Uh, as a classic western focus, the comedy and dynamic works really well, and some scenes really do uh, look nice putting together space stuff. So overall, a nice uh, reintroduction into the world that was. Uh, that was once an anime. So that was my final thoughts on that. What's your final thoughts on the first episode? So my final thoughts was it was okay. It, yeah. it generally for the most part stuck close enough to the anime where you could pretty much follow along, say for the people introduction. Mm-hmm. But generally, just look at it. It was okay. It was yeah. an okay episode. There- my, my, now my question. Now my question is: uh, After seeing the first episode of the anime and the first episode of the live action, do you think the first episode of the live action did a good job in trying to hook you into watching a second episode? Neither one of them did a good job of hooking me into watching another episode. Well, there you go. So it kept that same energy. <laughs> well, there you go. So at least it was good on that with that. So just watching them on their own didn't. Neither one needed the live action on the anime. Gave me any hook to watch yeah. the next episode. Yeah. All right. So speaking on retrospective with between both of them, I said comparing the anime versus the live action. First episode starts off by the length in the episode is the you know the difference deviation. Uh, introduction started off uh, in the live action setting, uh, setting the tone and the mission beforehand even starts. Uh, where the anime just you know jumped into the episode and stuff like that, they leave the little extra trail to to see the dynamic and the fights and stuff like that beforehand. There was a lot of exposition set up in their job where uh, in the anime it's kind of left like we actually see the um the organization that they work for and how they get the bounties and and a whole bunch of stuff like all that all that is put out in in front of you where it's kind of left as a as a as a like they didn't want to specify on it in the anime it's just like they got paid by this mysterious organization they're a bunch of freelancing uh bounty hunters where it seems like it's more of a straight honest organization police work and everything that they have to work for in the actual live action um we get uh, uh catalina and asimov it plays off pretty much exact except for catalina being a big difference She's a more important person. She gets a whole freaking name, and um, mm-hmm. and she's she's also one chased by the bounty. So there's there's even more reason for it. it's not just all Asimov here. It's definitely like a a, a partnership dealing, and and the, the this is this is probably a big thing to the syndicate since in the first episode she got taken out. She's the daughter of somebody, so that's that that's probably should set up even more and important. Uh, the dynamic with Jet and Spike is pretty much. The, the same uh more banter but at the same time both both sides had had good banter on that um the the it's still a a vibe of a a, a person of the week kind of situation where it's turned into a um uh i feel like the live action wanted to streamline it into a more um focused storyline for the for the live action as you've seen so many characters in the first episode try to set along the ways where the first episode of the anime kind of let it ambiguous and let it flow i guess through the um coming of the next episodes to see how that goes uh fate was there at the very 
early beginning, switching up the dynamic, uh, Spike's uh, conversation, um, Spike's conversation being cut by Faye uh, was completely different. Uh, Jet being choked out instead of Spike. Um, I said all things that start to go into each other through the show, even though the show was canceled, the live action is taking some different approaches for the overall ideas presented, but those are kind of uh, breaking down um, episode one of both sides. The retrospective. So the retrospective for me, and I think this is one of the advantages of me going in not having any prior knowledge of this. Yeah. Everything for me felt kind of samey, which I mm-hmm. think is for a good thing, like between that first episode of the anime and this live action. Mm-hmm. It's just we got in the live action, we just got things a little more fleshed out. Yeah. But other than that, for me, from my perspective of someone that has not watched does not know the whole story. I does not watch mm-hmm. the entire anime. Yeah. Same thing. Okay. So hey, dude, that's 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 a retrospective when we go down to uh mm-hmm. both lines. Um uh that's that's Cowboy Bebop episode one live action and, and anime. We gonna close the book on that. Yeah, man. All right, so that's that's our retrospective closing the book on that. All right, so speaking on um on uh next review, um for next week we'll be back on comfy couch and we'll be uh setting the tone so we'll be going into reviewing a classic uh goof troop episode one and two uh as always you can reach us uh by email at uh blur by nature at gmail.com facebook and instagram by blur by nature uh twitter at blurred by nature and a-t-u-r-e YouTube Blurred by Nature podcast, and uh, that's that's our information so far. Uh, any other notes before I hit this outro? Three, two, one, outro. Thanks for joining us today from Black Thought to Nerd Power. This is Nicholas, Mr. Go with the Flow, and this is the man with the plan, Maurice. And this was another edition of the Blur by Nature podcast. See you later, Space Cowboy. Till next time, everyone. Peace. Peace.